0: In an era of staffing shortages across all of healthcare, workplace violence is seen as one of the drivers pushing providers out of their professions. We're here with Dr. Andy Furman, Vice President of Clinical Evidence and Safety Solutions at ECRI, to talk about the importance of collecting data around violence, why providers often think that violence is just part of the job, and system level problem solving that can help to start to attack the roots of violence in healthcare. So, we know that workplace violence is getting a lot of attention right now in a lot of industries, but especially in healthcare. What makes healthcare workers particularly vulnerable? Well, if you think about
1: the type of folks who go into healthcare, right, uh, they're healers, they're healers at heart. So, anybody who comes in to be seen, to be healed, to be treated, uh, you feel like there's an opportunity there to engage and help them. So, that even includes if they're mean if they're angry, if they're intoxicated. Uh, and so y- your mind is always just thinking, this is not their fault. I can help them. And so y- you're willing to take a little bit more. Uh, but there are so many other harms that happen. You, there, there can just be the way uh, a staff member is spoken to. Uh, they could be spit on. I mean, there's, there's lots of things where you can just feel like, OK, this is part of the job and what is going on is just part of me helping take care of this person, and I just have to deal with it. That's what needs to change, just quite frankly. And so it's an awareness that, hey, this is not okay mm. because the consequence of just letting it be and having it become a part of your job is you start to hate your job. And, and if it happens more and more and too often, you're just going to now try to get out of that area. And, and, and quite frankly, you don't want to have to just run from that job and, ho- and hopefully not run from healthcare in general, uh, but just that's the consequence. And so it's just, what are you hearing? What is making you feel like you're not the healer anymore? And now you are just feeling this pressure, this extra stress, that, and think about it. It's healthcare. There's already a pressure and stress because you're taking care of and, and interacting and trying to help somebody who needs help and you want to fix them and you can't always fix everybody. So the secondary consequence is just, what toll does it take on you? And then ultimately, for healthcare at large, are we losing good people because of these acts that are happening on the job?
0: And When we've got an era of staffing shortages and escalating violence, that's got to be a really, really toxic combination to trying to just staff our organizations. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> what is it about that culture of you know, the, the verbal assault, the, the spitting, the biting maybe? that that makes some folks think that that's not something they should take the time to report?
1: Well, first off, it's time, right? So, So a lot of these folks who are in and encounter a workplace violence situation, they're very busy already. The whole circumstance for why something may have happened, maybe because of wait times, maybe because just there's lots of tension and stress, because there's already a short staff and you have to do more you know, as that nurse, as that respiratory technician. And so that's, so there is isn't time to then stop and go report something or tell somebody. So what you do is you shrug it off, it's part of the job, and then you keep just taking care of that patient, moving on to the next one. But then that's another kind of, thing about side effect, right? So you encounter something with patient A, you then bring that stress, that discomfort to the next patient. The only way you know what the problem is, is if people are reporting. So you have to encourage everyone that if something happens, report it. Let's get a good idea of how bad a problem this is, because as much as we know more today than we used to know because people are reporting, it's still underrepresented for how many events are happening out there.
0: You know, you talked about the importance of collecting data and understanding what's actually happening in an organization can't fix what you don't know about. How important is the role of leadership in reflecting that back to the frontline staff. And I'll take it to kind of
1: a, a bigger level even with like how an equity fits in. right? And so if you have a collection of problems that are being reported within your system, well, are those similar problems happening in another system and then another system and another system? So how are you actually pulling all of that information together so that then you can learn as a community to solve those problems? So it may very well be leveraging community resources. So you as a leadership team, knowing that this is not just a microcosm within my hospital or my urgent care clinic, this is something that is affecting the community as a whole. And so what resources do we have as a whole, as a collective, to learn from these experiences and then hopefully prevent them?
0: And then you know we mentioned ECRI, so part of our role then, uh, particularly through our patient safety organization, becomes to help bring those folks together. Maybe they don't have somebody geographically next door, but you know, they have peers and colleagues that we can help bring them together.
1: Correct. And and so, and you you mentioned the PSO. So so the idea of a PSO is that you can openly share information in a protected fashion, right? And so this is something very similar, where we're gonna share information, maybe not very specifics about a patient. We're gonna know what has been published, what is out there, what works, ECRI knows that and we can bring that to the table, but it's really the bringing everyone to the table and acting as that convener of problem solving, of understanding how we best define the problem. And then ultimately, what will be our collective action in terms of trying to get this better? And then let's hold each other accountable. So if everyone is going to take this collective action, let's check in in a few months. How did it work? Did it not work? What are we doing? Are we doing things better? Are we doing things worse? What can we then do in terms of checking and adjusting and trying something different? Because what can't be the answer is, we just talk about it on on an event like today, and then we're on to the next thing. We have to fix this problem.
0: It can't be, this is so big, I don't even know where to start. Absolutely. Therefore, I'm gonna go deal with wrong side surgery. I this. Right. (laughs) Last thing I wanted to ask, you know, we didn't mention it yet, but you are a physician. Um, I'm sure you must have experienced Violence in your as as a provider, whether it's directly or around you or whatever, how's that feel like just at sort of a gut level, you're in a busy emergency department, even a slow emergency department, you see something happen. What does that feel like
1: yeah and, and i'm a an emergency physician, and I've only practiced in trauma centers and so just very frequently encountered uh, uh, injuries and problems uh, related to substance abuse, intoxication. I always saw it as part of the job, right? And so so I'm as guilty as anybody else out there. Uh, But I do remember certain cases where just I'm watching the interaction. I, I see that this particular individual is treating a staff member inappropriately, and that individual has an injury to their head. So is it the injury? Is it the intoxication? Is it just... They're not a nice person. I don't know. Uh, But the reality is we need to screen them. So from an emergency department perspective, it's separate whatever is going on with this interaction, insert myself into the situation, which is what I did, and just take a different tact, right? And so it's not about just forcing someone that you need to be treated. It's just kind of understanding the situation. So maybe take a little bit more time to talk to them. So that's what I learned. And uh, unfortunately, was never injured myself as part of the job, uh, but h- how much of that was just luck? Right? right? So, uh, but it, it, it's a, thank you for asking, and it is, yeah, something that I think about a lot.
0: Andy, thanks so much for doing this today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching ECRI Now. You can find more insights from the experts on YouTube and at ECRI.org. Until next time, I've been your host, Paul Anderson.